Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, in terms of school, I think the imperative needs to be to try to open schools. What you're saying by closing schools preemptively and even colleges is that you can't possibly control outbreaks in those settings. And I just don't think that that's the case. I think with the tools we have, um, with prudence, with the knowledge we have about how to control this infection in those settings, you can do pretty a pretty good job of trying to control large outbreaks, certainly within the classroom. What does that even mean, outbreaks? I'm just so confused by this whole Omicron thing. So um, uh, this morning I flip on MSNBC uh, when I get up today, and they're talking about a million cases in one day, a record for any country in the world. India had only had, okay, so there, there's like nine things wrong with that story <laughs> on why that is not a thing. Right. Uh, we're testing in a way we've never tested before. We're the third biggest country on earth. China isn't being honest, and India can't be honest. So acting like we've done something extraordinary is just dumb on every on every level. This disease is killing and hospitalizing so many fewer people than previous iterations of this disease. Counting the cases in the same way is just nonsensical. It absolutely is, and especially as, you know, Marco Rubio actually uh, tweeted this, record numbers testing positive for a sore throat isn't a crisis, and people in the hospital for car accidents testing positive isn't a surge. The real crisis is the irrational hysteria, which has people with no symptoms waiting hours for a test or missing work for 10 days. I would submit to you, and I'm not the only one, but it's a little out of the mainstream, which is fine. The whole testing thing. Shut up about it. Stop it. Right. We need billions of tests. Billions and billions of tests. Anybody who tests positive needs to say, everybody's going to get it. Everybody. And virtually everybody is going to be fine. Quit with the hysteria. They shortened the amount of time you're supposed to quarantine while we're on vacation from 10 days to 5 days. You know why they did that? Because it's just unworkable. You can't have everybody who gets Omicron, because as Joe said, we're all going to get it. You can't have every man, woman, and child in America stay home from work or school for 10 days when they get the sniffles. Society would stop functioning. Right, right. And a couple of uh, the fear porn headlines were, and I th- I retweeted this. Matt Taibbi did a brilliant job of putting these together. The, the, when the first person died with Omicron, the hospital, on the record, in black and white, said this person died. They had the Omicron variant. That was not why they died. Every freaking news outlet in America went with first Omicron death. I didn't over see that. Over and over and over. I didn't see that. You know what? Well, I'll, I'll make sure Hanson gets access that's, to the audio. It's stunning. That's unconscionable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, you you are not just bad at journalism. You're a bad person. Yeah. If you make a headline trying to lead people to believe... That it's more deadly than it is. That makes you a bad person. Of course it does, given the devastating impacts of it, especially to children. And I will not let this go. I will be militant for the rest of my days on this topic, what we have done to our children. But they, the other fear porn headline, which circulated fairly widely while we were on break, is that there was an explosion in the number of hospitalized children with COVID. Or they said, they frequently said explicitly because of COVID. Or they said with COVID, with the implication being, well, of 
course they're hospitalized for that. I know you don't want to hear from St. Fauci. Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! (laughs) But if old man Fauci is saying this, it's time for the media to shut the hell up. Clip 40, Michael. As you get further on and the infections become less severe, it is much more relevant to focus on the hospitalizations as opposed to the total number of cases. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Where the heck is the other one? He's right about that. Yeah, he's absolutely right. Yeah, clip 31, Michael. That if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID. Yep. And they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when, in fact, they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. Yeah, I I appreciate that Dr. Fauci said that and you pointed it out. It's just somewhat maddening that we've all known this for months. We've been howling it for ages. <laughs> Just pointing it out now is a little maddening. So, I represent yeah. science. I know you do. So, oh my lord! And so, Anthony Blanken Fauci is out there saying, "No, there's there's no explosion in kids. There's a slight rise, but virtually all of them are going to be okay." Reason dot com points out that that two thirds of of the kids who are hospitalized with COVID who are sick are are extremely obese. So you got that. The kid, the explosion of kid hospitalizations is a lie. And, and the second thing is, in that accidental clip we played earlier, there is no usefulness in talking about the number of cases. None. We're all going to get it. And it doesn't matter. You know, to the extent that hospitals might get super, super busy, that's bad. We got to deal with it. Hospitalizations and deaths are the only thing we care about. Case numbers are clickbait and only clickbait. Stop it. And uh, I didn't actually see Face the Nation last Sunday, Sunday before last, because we were on vacation. But uh, got a fair amount of, of attention that Jan Crawford, one of their main um, uh, reporters on there, said they will be paying for our generation's decisions the rest of their lives. Jan Crawford explaining why she thinks 2021's biggest underreported story was the devastating impact of COVID policies on children. Amen. They will be paying for our generation's decisions the rest of their lives. That is the biggest underreported story. It is it's malpractice as a society to have done that to our youth. It is a crime of enormous proportions. It's it's unspeakable cruelty. And Chicago's teachers union wants to shut the schools down again. There are thousands of schools closed even now, that's, in spite of no medical necessity. That's the winner for malpractice out of this whole COVID thing. But you could certainly extrapolate it to the next uh, level of the hundreds of thousands of businesses that disappeared when they didn't have to. Because it didn't make hardly any difference at all in the yeah. whole COVID thing and making them shut down the way we did. It's just hap- awful that we did this. I happen to see that uh, Sacramento County, where Gavin Nussolini of California resides and governs the misgoverned state. We uh, had an early dinner. Is having uh, not only an early dinner, but its highest uh, case counts yet of COVID. 
Well, how have your, uh, you know, cracking down on the restaurants worked out and your, your mask mandates and your, all the rest of the nonsense? Omicron's here. It's doing what it's going to do. You can't control this thing. Stop pretending that you can. No more mandates, no emergency, nothing, nothing closed, nothing limited. If you have self-selected to be unvaccinated, make decisions you see fit. That's your right as an American. The rest of us don't accept an iota of restriction anymore. Not a bit. We work in a building, and I realize the building is just doing what the county told them so they don't get fined. But we work in a building where we have to wear masks as we walk the hall or go to the bathroom. Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who we just heard from, and several other experts have said in recent days, these cloth masks that we're all wearing don't do anything with Omicron. Nothing. And honestly, the unspoken truth is they did hardly anything at all for the Delta or whatever. They didn't do much before. They're doing nothing for Omicron. We're all wearing them. It's just... The disconnect that I was experiencing as I drove across the country, because I live in California where we are, all are masked and you hear about COVID all the time. But once I crossed the straight state line, there was zero indication that a pandemic was even occurring. Right. The entire time I drove across Arizona, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and Kansas, I saw no indication when I would pull off to get gas or we'd go to a restaurant or we'd stay at a pool and at a hotel and swim in the pool and there are people everywhere. Nobody wearing masks. There was zero indication that there was a pandemic even going on. Then I flip on the Sunday shows on Sunday, and you got Fauci and other people talking about people need to continue to wear masks and socially distance. Who is that for? We may be able to gather for a barbecue at the 4th of July. Now, maybe the people that he hangs around are still wearing masks and socially distancing, but all those states I just mentioned and many, many others are not doing that. So it's just it's like it's it's making my brain hurt. You talking about socially distancing. I was at the Denver International Airport yesterday morning. Thousands and thousands of people there. I've never seen an airport that crowded in my entire life. And we're jammed in there like sardines. We're all wearing a masks, which is useless. We're all wearing masks because we're told we have to. And we're, we're shoulder to shoulder while experts continue to talk about social distancing. I mean, why are we doing this? Well, and back to your description of the utter lack of any evidence that there's a pandemic, and there isn't, by the way, it's an endemic at this point, uh, in all those places you were, hey, New Yorkers, hey, Chicagoans, Washington, D.C. Metroers, how do you like that? Did you know that? That Well, what percentage would you say? About 75% of the country is just living their lives? Oh, at least. At least. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but I, I wonder what it does to our psyche as a nation, though. Uh, and for younger people, because I, I don't think it was like this when I was a kid, where you would flip on the TV and people were talking about something that doesn't match your reality at all. Right. What's that do to your, your view of authority? Right. A lot of talk about uh, institutions losing credibility and authority huh. figures and offices and stuff like that. Well, this isn't going to help anything. When I hear, when I see the president on the beach in a mask alone, while while the rest of us are going everywhere, restaurants, hotels, ball games, no masks, nothing. W- what is that? It's bizarre. It is for one bizarre. It, it makes you think there's something wrong with the old man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just keep going back to the kids. Um, I think it was Tucker. Somebody was talking about, can you imagine? I mean, imagine for a second your junior year of high school. You know, depending, or maybe it was a different period of your life, but that really critical becoming who you are, figuring things out, 
period of your life, none of it happened. You weren't in a club. You didn't work. You weren't playing sports. Uh, you didn't have a girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other. You didn't drive a car. You didn't drive a car. You didn't have that drama in your friend group. You didn't have those have those laughs around the lunchroom table. You didn't have any of it. That field trip stu- that you still talk about. With the shrunken head. <laughs> you didn't have any of it. You were imprisoned in your room with a screen because of a disease that couldn't hurt you. What have we done? My God, what have we done? While authority figures talked about something that doesn't match the reality that you see. Second graders have never seen their friends laugh in school. They've never seen their friends smile. They don't know what their teacher looks like. Their teacher doesn't know what they look like. It's a crime, man. It is a crime against humanity. One final note from me, and it's from uh, Matt, who I know somewhat. He helped me uh, trap a mole that was destroying my yard. I agree that parents should twist off if the government closes their kids' schools, but please add a little qualifier. Don't go militant at the school staff. These edicts come from bureaucrats, not the teachers and principals required to enforce them. It's a good point. Um, although, uh, if you run into a teacher's union official, feel free to berate them as far as I'm concerned. Or at least tell them they're bad human beings. Yes. Um, I'm going to start laughing at stupid things. It's part of my New Year's resolution. I can give and you a explains couple. why you were laughing at me earlier. <laughs> I can give you a couple of examples. Among other things on the way, if you miss an hour of the show, grab it on the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't actually know who Andy Cohen is. Neither do I. I have seen references to this clip 376 times. I have heard it a couple of times. I presume he is some sort of personality on CNN. I don't know. Is that correct, Michael? I, like the average American, do not watch CNN. Well, I watch it occasionally to punish myself for my sins. So I've made clear through the years. <laughs> Evidently, there's a trend now that cable news channels have to have a New Year's Eve show. I can't imagine why. I guess because people don't want to listen to some square-jawed, white-toothed droner reading news headlines on New Year's Eve. And so instead, they try to get festive. Well, on CNN... Uh, uh, a very drunk Andy Cohen was embarrassing Anderson Cooper uh, and, uh, and and had some choice words about the departing Bill de Blasio. Please enjoy whoever he is, a drunk Andy Cohen. Watching Mayor de Blasio. <laughs> Don't go on a rant. Do his Don't go on a victory lap dance. <laughs> Don't, After four years <laughs> of the, the crappiest charm as the mayor of New York, the That's only thing the that Democrats and Republicans can That's agree how, on I mean, is what how, a horrible mayor he has he, been. Wow. So, sayonara, sucker. Wow. 2022. I mean, it's a new year. Because guess what? I have a feeling of which, I'm going to be standing right here which. next year. <laughs> and you know who I'm not going to be looking at? Dancing as the city comes aboard you. Bill de Blasio last year at New Year's Eve famously danced in an empty uh, Times Square mm. with his bride. 
Uh, if he promises to drink, I might watch his show. <laughs> we uh, we flipped around the channels on uh, New Year's Eve. My kids were adamant about staying up till midnight. And God, all day long, I was so exhausted. <sighs> Traveling with two young boys uh, by yourself is exhausting. But um, I was so tired, and they, they wanted to stay up till midnight. And I would look at my watch and be like, 7.30, and I'd think, oh my God, I got like five hours. I don't think I can possibly make it. But anyway, so... Uh, we did what we do on New Year's Eve. We go to a convenience store and they buy a, like uh, a number of bad for you snack foods and they stay up late. But we flipped around the channels and we did Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. They still call it that. Dick Clark hasn't been cool for anybody since before I was a little kid. I mean, he was old and irrelevant when I was a little kid. Well, and he hasn't been rocking for some time. <laughs> and he's been dead for a decade. Anyway, with Ryan Seacrest. And then there was Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson on one channel. That was the Chlamydia New Year's Eve special. Please, hey, oh, hey, easy. And then the country one, whichever channel that went on, I thought was actually pretty good. If you like the country music, they had the biggest stars on there singing their songs and everything like that. And I thought that was And I'll bet the feel of it was a little more I didn't uh, catch the CNN drunken Anderson Cooper and whoever that one was. Who wants their cable news channels to do a New Year's Eve special like that? (sighs) Did 50 people watch that? I'm liking what the mayor, the new mayor of New York, not de Blasio, the new mayor of New York is saying about COVID. I'm liking what he has to say a lot. And I hope that set that, that sets the tone for a lot of politicians nationwide, among a bunch of other things that we need to talk about. So I hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When a mayor has swagger, the city has swagger. We've allowed people to beat us down so much that all we did was wallow in COVID. That's all we did. And we no longer believed. This is a city of swagger. This is a city of resiliency. And all of these messages out there of what is going to happen? What is going to happen? We're going to survive. No more wallowing in COVID, says the new mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. And I hope that is the policy for the entire freaking country. Well, it has been for a lot of the country for a long time. But I hope the rest of the country catches up. Right. Amen to that, my brother. Amen. Uh, Ian Bremer, who we've had on the show many times, has got his top world risks list out We'll probably have him on in the next couple of days to talk about that. But his number one is pretty interesting. This Omicron, what it's going to do to China. They just locked down one of their cities of a million people. They have lots of cities of a million people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they have a billion point three uh, people in that country. But they, they are locking down like crazy because they just don't have the vaccine access that we have. So they are actually being overwhelmed by Omicron. And, um, and, and... Ian says that's risk with the second biggest economy in the world to the supply chain not getting back on track anytime soon is the biggest risk for 2022. All that stuff coming out of China, they have to lock down over the next couple of months because Omicron's running rampant in their country. That ain't going to help the supply chain thing any at all. Oh, goody. Yeah. How exciting yeah. is that? We were talking New Year's resolutions earlier. Michael, what was yours? Everybody gave their New Year's resolution. My resolution was when I think of something, do it. Yeah. Don't procrastinate. Just I, go do it now. That's a good one. That is a good one. 
And uh, Alex in the newsroom, he's you're going to take three strokes off your golf game? Three strokes off my golf game this year. Yeah, I like that. I like that as a um, just kind of fun New Year's resolution. Not something quite so deep into the, you know, the, 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 the soul of your being. <laughs> And it's not super. Re-examine my soul and, and come out with a super new one. like focused. Oh, I need to do this. It's a better. It's just some fun to work towards. Yeah. Well, maybe your life doesn't suck like mine. My New Year's resolution is to not have a sucky life anymore. I don't know how much of that I can control. It's got to be some of it. Of course, your life is your life. Outside mm. of people in, in uh, refugee camps in Syria, my life sucked pretty hard last year, and um. So one of one of my ideas is this. Like, I just came across this story. Twins born 15 minutes apart, but in different years. And it's the sort of story I can see them doing on uh, TV news and everybody just laughing about it. Oh, amazing. Oh, twins, but different years. Oh. And I was talking to my brother about this sort of thing. And because um, <laughs> it started with this. So he's walking down the hallway in this hotel we're at. And he sees one old guy say to another old guy getting on the elevator, see you next year. This is on New Year's Eve. And they both throw back their heads and laugh like crazy. (laughs) Wow. They missed that one in second grade, apparently. But I said to my brother, I said, I've been mocking that sort of crap my whole life. But who's happier, them or me? They're clearly happier than I am. Clearly. So I need to adopt twins born 15 minutes apart on different years. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I need to adopt that. When somebody says, I got a case of the Mondays, I need to just lay on the floor and roll around laughing. Or if somebody says, thank God, it's Friday, I need to high five them and we chest bump. So you're going to become an idiot. That's your New Year's resolution. Well, oh, oh, I know is this. Those people are clearly happier than me. Oh, oh, everything I've been doing in my attitude has got me to this age being freaking miserable all the time. So it's not working. Mm. So I've got to go with I got to go with that. Huh? Hard Jeez. working harder hardly working. Ah! <laughs> oh, you idiot. And I'll just oh lay on the floor and turn beet red. I laugh so hard. I think you may have a bit of the zebra who wishes he was a racehorse syndrome. You're a zebra. There, you, you've got a certain amount of play within your zebrahood. I, I think about this sort of stuff a fair amount. I was thinking about it walking the, uh, my dog during the break. That, that I, I do need to look for the positive. Okay, I need to be grateful. I need to, you know, glass half full because. You know, one of the reasons I'm decent at my job is I figure out what's going on on and ought to be different, and I try to find solutions to it. I am I am not content. If I was ever content, I couldn't show up and do this. On the other hand, you know, you have 10, 15, 20% play within your personality. You're never going to be guffaws at thank God it's Friday, guy. High five, chest bump. <laughs> yes, it's Friday. Yeah. I'd pay a dollar to see that. Uh, but t- 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 yeah, yeah, look for the positive, I guess. How's it going? It's Monday. I heard that. Damn right, I heard that. Woo! <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of whooping in your new world, your new I, identity. I don't know how to do it very well. But I, uh, <laughs> I mean, just, just from a st- statistical observation standpoint, who's happier, them or me? They are. Yes. So I need to do what they do. I need to laugh at that sort of stuff. Huh? If next New Year's Eve, if somebody says, see you next year, oh my God, I'll be crying with laughter. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is clever. It's tomorrow yet an if next year. It sounds like a long time, but it's not. <laughs> exactly. That is the root of the joke. Uh, I need to embrace those things because not embracing them is clearly not working for me. Oh, boy. Well, I, I who am I to poo-poo on another man's resolution? <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I'm 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 uh, doing a dry January thing, not because huh. it's like hip or a trend or anything like that. It's because it's a good idea. Because you know, I, I'm a I'm a drinking man. I'm a man who enjoys his uh, his uh, his sauce. Um, but it's uh, you know, studies have shown that it's really really good for your liver. Uh, two weeks is good. A month is better. Makes sense. Uh, occasionally, take a break. Um, not only that, but for uh, I I readily admit. You know, I make jokes about, uh, I've only had one drink. I can still remember my problems. There's an anesthetizing effect to alcohol. I've, it, I've noticed that. If, if you're not careful, it will help you not deal with things you ought to be dealing with. But this Is this year, in the positive column or the negative column? You're saying it with a voice that sounds like in the negative column. I always thought that was in the positive column. Well, it depends. It just depends. The, the degree and the longevity of it. But anyway, this year, I'm feeling much better about it. It occurred to me, and and guys, who, gals who've dealt with sobriety and, and whatever program or whatever are going to say, duh, this is ABC123 stuff. But it occurred to me to not look at it as not drinking. This month... I am going to be exploring sobriety. There you go. Exploring to, the real world. Well, as it is. That's a little judgmental. Now you're now you're criticizing my hobbies. <laughs> anyway, no, exploring what can I get done at 8:30 at night that I would not have done mm. when I was a couple of glasses of wine in. I see what you mean. You know that sort of thing. Yeah, true. Um, you know, what's uh, how much can I exercise? How good can I be at my job? Let's find out. This is interesting. And, you know, I have several creative projects I want to work on. My New Year's resolution, which I uh, mentioned earlier, is I'm embracing the five-minute rule. There's a project, but it seems overwhelming. I, I, I'm, an, I'm an overthinker. So I'm thinking, oh, well, will it be good? Will it take too long? It could go this direction, that direction. No, don't do that. Say, I'm going to spend five minutes on it. I'm going to sit down. I am going to work on it for five minutes. And if at the end of five minutes I got nothing, I'm leaving. Don't obligate myself to taking on the whole, you know, Mount Everest. Just climb for five minutes. And so, you know, that, if you're not having a nice bourbon or something, um, it's easier to do. Oh, I'm reading a lot more, too. If I have a couple drinks, I don't retain what I read. And so now I'm plowing through several books, which are absolutely wonderful. So instead of thinking of not drinking, I'm thinking of, you know, trying other stuff and seeing how it goes. It's exciting. The dry January thing seems like it makes way more sense than than a lot of New Year's resolutions that are, in theory, a commitment to an entirely new lifestyle, which how mm-hmm. many people can commit to a new lifestyle of any kind, whether it's eating, exercising, whatever the hell it is going to be, you know, stop procrastinating, whatever it is. How many people can do that? But the idea of I'm going to one month, I'm going to do this, that that's that's doable. Well, it's kind of a, a different version of the five minute rule, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be disciplined and whatever for the rest of my life. I'm going to try it for a month and see what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that that reminds me. So I uh, I was looking at the, the, this. The, this is a bad idea, but uh, uh, and uh, my New Year's resolution of not having a sucky life is probably too broad. But uh, <laughs> um, there was some. Uh, it was like one of your online 
herb things. You know, it's almost certainly fraud and and nothing. And and I know that. But I was just for fun, uh, like taking their little quiz to see if you have this or that, and maybe you could benefit from our herb, magic herb that's going to change your life that probably costs a whole bunch and it's nothing. Sure. But I was going through their question, and some of them were, were hilarious in that your questions <laughs> on whether or not you could benefit from exasperan. Exasperan might be right for you. Um, are you having trouble gaining weight? Or are you losing weight? I like when they, they'd ask the both sides of every question. Right. You sleeping right. too much? Having trouble sleeping. So no matter what I say, this is going to be the right drug, I'm guessing. it's That's kind of funny. But a couple of them were really weight... Uh, weight loss difficulty or weight gain problem or whatever. Um, slow ankle reflex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you suffer from that? Oh, I'm telling you, I, I like my whole leg moves, but not my ankle, and I fall down just uh, over and over. Have again. you ever heard that before? Is that a thing? <laughs> no, this is the first time uh, supposed to in rank, my entire life. I was supposed to rank on a scale of one to three how much that's a problem in my life. Slow ankle reflex. And then this one. And what are you are, asking your ankle to do? I don't know. What is it reacting to? <laughs> An insult from your knee? And, you. and then this one. I realize this is a coarse term that I never say because oh, I don't boy. like this term. Oh, boy. But on a scale of one to three, do you have a problem with thinning pubic hair? <laughs> what? Scale of one to three. Is that is that a thing? Again, boy, that this combined, is the first. That combined with my slow ankle reflexes, and I just <laughs> I don't know how I get through the day. Well, I've taken to wearing a ball cap on my genitals because... You know, I'm ashamed of my thinning hair. Let me limp on over with my slow ankle <laughs> reflex and show you my thinning hair. No, I just, I don't know if I'm going to try that drug. Wow, I have, uh, <laughs> you got to give him points for originality. I've never yeah, exactly. heard of either of those. Exactly. Slow ankle, I don't know. What do you, how do you test that? They seem fine. I'm wiggling my feet right now. Hey, well, maybe that way they can claim an improvement no matter what happens. Uh, if you've got any suggestions on any of our ideas, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mike, what is your deal, oh, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been riding me all day. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend said. Oh, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There was a young man, I believe, in Austin, Texas, who started that campaign. The Facebook campaign went crazy, and then SNL obviously took it seriously. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! I have... So many people to thank for being here, but I really have to thank Facebook. <laughs> when I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> the late, great Betty White. Died a couple days short of being 100, which everybody mentioned, like, it means something. Does it mean well, something? Well, she failed. 
She's a failure. Would I would I be bothered that I didn't quite make it to 100 if I'm there on my DB? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't get anything for right, it. Exactly. It's a round number. Don't be a moron. I've had a full <laughs> life. Here I am after a wonderful life, my one go-round on the planet, and I'm regretting I didn't make it to a round number so people who ogle at odometers could be impressed? <laughs> what the hell? What am I thinking? Somebody slap uh, me. You're 99. Slap me. All a waste because you came up a week short. Yeah, yeah. So if you've ever wanted to be poverty-stricken, we have a great tip for you. Stay with us. Um, also, oh, speaking of which, I teased this like three and a half hours ago. If you're still listening, uh, the the the, uh, the the baller move I pulled um, over the, the, uh, the holiday break, my wife celebrated a major milestone birthday, and I did it. Red bow and all. Bought her a car. Wow. Parked in the driveway. Wow. Happy birthday, honey. Just like on the commercials. Exactly. Now, I will tell you this. We've been talking about replacing her old-ass car for a very long time. And my wife is such a practical, frugal Midwestern girl that if it would have been 100 years old before she pulled the trigger, probably. So, you know, it's not like it came out of nowhere. And, yes, we financially, it's fine. But anyway, so, yeah. Red Bow and all, with my uh, daughter's uh, uh, assistance in the plot, mm. who had flown home for the holidays. To know what she wants to drive, because that seems like the biggest hurdle. Well, affording it's the first hurdle, then the second hurdle is yeah. what makes sure that, that she doesn't say, I don't want to drive that. Well, yeah, she uh, she likes really liked her old car and mm. just replaced it. Gotcha. So anyway, yeah, but um, anyway, if you'd like to be The poor, Duesenberg. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with... You know, the super long hood. And yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. No roof. Open cockpit. Yeah. You know, before we get to a, a sure path to poverty, uh, it's worth pointing out because there's so much negative stuff going on. And there's so much, you know, the it's, it's the, the, the whipping up your hatred and your resentment and the rest to get clicks and contributions and the rest. It's practically become our our environment these days. Humankind made an enormous step forward. Did Christmas morning a rocket? took off from French Guiana, carrying the James Webb Space Telescope, a joint effort between NASA, the European Space Agency, and the Canadian Space Agency. Who knew they had a space agency in America's hat? But apparently they do. Um, it, it's been worked on since the mid-1990s. And it's rocketing literally toward the sun. It's about 60% of the way to where it will orbit the sun. $10 billion project, but it will change our understanding of the universe. It is going to be a ginormous step forward in understanding the universe. Wow, cool. How soon will we get results? Because oftentimes these space exploration things I get all excited about, and then they say, and we'll find out in... And then it's a many years in the future. Like, ah, well, all right. Thursday. We'll know by Thursday. <laughs> Everything we need to know about the universe. Origins of actually... the universe, meaning of life, we'll all know it on Thursday afternoon. <laughs> exactly. The nature of God, man, <laughs> etc. It'll all be clear on Thursday. Well, it's about 60% of the way to where it will orbit the sun. And actually, they don't get into a lot of uh, technical realities in this article I'm looking at. Um, they're talking about in the next couple of weeks, that's when things really start. So soonish, we ought to be getting some uh, some results. Speaking of uh, science and future and that sort of thing, it reminds me I got uh, my kids. Well, Santa got my kids. Um, the Oculus Quest 2, that's Zuckerberg's VR thing, which is supposed to be the best affordable one out there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's virtual reality, and you wear this headset and everything like that, and you play these games, but... 
It is amazing. How many years was it ago that we talked about VR and somebody came and set it up at the radio station? Oh, man. That had to be five, six years ago, wasn't it? I'm so bad at estimating time at this point. It was quite a while ago, and it was a really expensive set, and they had to put up a bunch of cameras and all these different things and everything like that. And this is way leaps and bounds ahead of that for a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, Zuckerberg, who is evil, more on that later. You know, he is actually a bad person. But um, Zuckerberg changed the name of Facebook and his company and everything like that to uh, Metaverse because he thinks... I think. Meta. Yeah. But uh, it's about the metaverse. Um, he thinks the future is going to be, and I think he's right, everybody's going to be wearing those kind of goggle things, and practically our whole lives are going to be lived in this VR world. And it is so just, you know what, tri- I was going to say all-encompassing, but that, that doesn't even do it justice, because it is your world. It's everything your brain can see and hear, so it is your new world. And I think all of our meetings or, or get-togethers or everything, business, science, vacation, Everything is going to be through those goggles in the future, mm. in the near future. You know, when I was growing up, my next door neighbor and best friend was Paul Meta. How meta is that? That's that very my meta. friend's name was Meta. That's so meta. Crazy. So uh, I don't really have time to truly pay this off, but I'll give you the, the broad outlines. NASCAR is now concerned in reviewing a deal made last week between driver Brandon Brown. That's the Let's Go Brandon guy. All right. And uh, Let's Go Brandon a sponsorship deal between him and a cryptocurrency meme coin named after him, the LGB coin. Whoa. The Let's Go Brandon coin. If you uh, would like to be poverty-stricken, if you've always wondered what it's like to not be able to pay your bills, invest heavily in the LGB coin. You don't think it's going to work? Oh, please. (laughs) If you miss an hour of the show, go to the podcast. You can get it at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.